but the game was different, right? The the, the rules was different. The ball oh, was the Euro, different. The, like, Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different <laughs> than America. <laughs> That's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro step too, huh? Absolutely. So um, today on the Euro step in something slightly different. Um, as you can see, we are in uh, GB Great Britain attire. Um, I have been granted the opportunity to be sat here with the under 16s uh, GB head coach, Troy Cully. Troy, great to have you, my man. It's been awesome. Um, it's been a long time. Um, look forward to, to being at camp, but it didn't disappoint. Um, it's a shame that we're going different directions. Um, so first of all, real quick, just to get your thoughts on um, being appointed um, head coach. Um, and I know because of COVID, you've kind of been in post for a while, but this is the first actual campaign. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, big, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Like, it's a big honor for me. I think it's something that I, I strive for when I first got involved in the pathway back in 2010. Um, so I started off with the regional teams, moved into like apprentice roles with national teams. So I was with Kyle Brown, I was with Alan Keane as an apprentice coach for the 16s and the 18s. Uh, then I kind of transitioned more towards the junior teams. So I was with under 15 girls, under 15 boys. That I feel like this is, it's been a natural progression, but I feel like now I'm at a point where it's an opportunity that I feel like I've worked for um, and I've been building for for a, for a number of years. and. Yeah, it's just it's a massive honor to be on the floor you know, wearing this on your chest and, and working with the best kids in the country it's it's a great feeling nice nice so uh looking at the kids point of view what do you think it means for them obviously you know you're not uh, under 16 um but what does it feel for you what does it mean for the for the players having this opportunity to play for tv i think it's the same you know i think any chance you get to represent your country in whatever discipline it is, it's a massive honor. You know, we've got, we had 21 kids in camp. Um, and for, for those boys, it's it's a big step. And it's the realization that, you know, there's there's a lot of boys that play basketball in this country at that U16 level that might get this opportunity in the future at U18s or U20s, or might never get this opportunity to represent their country. So it's a big thing. Um, it's a big stage for the, for the boys. and. I think for a lot of them, it's uh, it's a testament to the work that they put in. You know, it's the work they put in with their school coaches, with their club coaches, um, them coming through the talent pathway, whether they played U14s, U15. So I think the feeling's the same. Um, I think we could probably articulate our emotions a bit better as, as adults, we'd like to think so. But yeah, I think for them, it's the same. Like, I think they were a bit apprehensive when they first stepped on the floor um, because they are fighting for positions um, and they are fighting for a spot to, to go to the Europeans. But I think it's the same for all of them. Like they're all proud to be here. They're all proud to wear um, you know, the colors and it's just great to see them compete. Nice, yeah, I, I believe so too. Um, and I think especially uh, as coaches, as players, as a program, I think the two year hiatus um, has been rough, uh, robbed us all of opportunities, um, especially guys that you know, I guess we're under four teams at the time, you know, so they missed two years of under 16s. Now they're, you know, trying to get to 18s and the guys that we had as 18s transitioned out without even having an opportunity to be selected. So 
Um, I'm glad it's back and it's a, it's a great opportunity for everyone to be involved. Um, so, you know, the, the concept of the show, the Eurostepping is about, you know, kids traveling and playing basketball. How valuable do you think this tournament is? Um, let's take away the performance side of it. How do you think the experience, how, how valuable is that for these players? Invaluable, like you can't, you can't really put a, a price on it. You know, I think I've been very fortunate over my career to be exposed to different things. So when I was with the Southwest region, um, like 2010 to 2013, we did a lot of European trips and it was really good for those kids in an historically poor region to be exposed to basketball outside of England. Um, so they saw what it was like in different places and realized that basketball is played in different countries. You know, kids can ball in different countries. And I think for them to be exposed to that, it then challenges them to say, okay, I need to be better. I need to be putting more work in. And it's the same for the kids here. You know, like for a lot of them, because they play at a good level, um, retrospectively to where they are in the country, they might only get one or two really good games a year. And that might be within their own conference, or it might be when they get to a semi-final in a cup or a final in a cup, or they make final fours. And a lot of the games, it's, it's blowouts or they're not really being pushed. So I think for these kids to be taken out of that environment and put into this environment to start with, where they're competing against each other, is a great positive. But then you've got to shock them again and expose them to something else, whether that is you know outside of this country, whether it is somewhere else. And I think it's, it's important for them because I think it then keeps you hungry. It keeps you working because you're always chasing something new rather than, oh, I'm, I'm doing really well in my hometown. This is cool. Okay, but there's something more and there's always something more. So for us, the more right now is getting them out of here and going to Division B. And for a lot of them, they haven't played international ball before. But then for those guys that go to Division B, it's okay, well, we got the challenge to try and get into A. Mm. You know, the same like with the 18s is you're in A, your, your challenge is you've got to stay in A. Once you stay in A, it's okay, well, we've got to be more of a household name in A. So there's always something to chase in. And yes. I think the more you can take guys out of their comfort zone and push them and give them those opportunities to be self-reflective, I think then you're creating situations where they can really get after it, so. Yeah, I, I think that's great. I think there's uh, so many uh, kids, especially trying to make it to, you know, America's the big thing everyone wants to play in America and it's not understanding and I guess this is another big part of, of the program is hey it's not just a walk in the park just because you dropped 50 in a ABL game doesn't mean that you can go and start for uh, Gonzaga you know what I mean so it's having that understanding of all right you're a big fish in this uh, fish tank yeah you know yeah. not even a street you know in a, in a fish tank and then all right we're going to put you in a bathtub so to speak and then we're going to just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger so um it's having the the young men young women understand that hey there are more opportunities just because you're doing good hair doesn't mean that you're gonna excel in the next level yeah i mean that's the we saw it with the domestic stuff so you know i was fortunate that i was part of a program that we went into europe and we started competing into europe and i remember when we went out there and it's like look the teams you're playing don't care that we've got seven or eight guys that have been to Den Camp. But we've got or we got or we've got four or five guys that have played national team. Like they don't care. Like there's guys out there at that age which are paid. They're paid professionals at 16, 17, 18 years old, and they're coming for you. And if you're not ready, then you're just gonna get rolled over. And I think 
being exposed to that, it makes you realize like, okay, like I need to do more. We need to do more. So yeah, it's, it's a challenge. And I think for some kids is they haven't been challenged. And if they're not challenged at the right point, they can go through really unfazed. And for some kids that, that challenge might be when they first get to college and it's like, oh, this is different. And they might not like it. Or it might be they go overseas and that's the first challenge. Oh, I don't like it. So yes. I think it's really important yes. at this age, like you 16. And I think I was really happy seeing the work that the 15s and the 14s England teams have done. I know Scotland and Wales doing their own thing, exposing kids to it early. Yeah. So then, okay, right now we can build to something. You know what? Like if we get blown out at under 15s, it doesn't matter. We get blown out like under 16. It's not the end of the world. It's about, okay, let's, let's get the base right here so that we can keep building because Otherwise, you know, we're just going through thinking, okay, I'm okay. I can do this in London, I'm okay. I can do this in Manchester, I'm okay. And so yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, more, there's more to it. It is, know? it is, it is. It's, you know, uh, kind of going back to that fish reference, but it's understanding that there's so much more out there. And I don't think of a vast majority of players do their research in terms of who are the players out there. I think there might be a couple of names um, a couple of IG accounts or TikTok yeah, yeah. account or whatever guys doing stuff. Um, and it's always, you know, the microwave society of 30 seconds, a minute of what's going on. But to truly understand the quality, you have to be in it, you know, to understand, all right, why, why did that kid go number one? Or is he, you know, the number one draft prospect? You know, we just had Jeremy go uh, number nine in the yeah. draft, right? So. It, I'm sure there's kids that play, you know, a brief time over here. Um, I'm sure there's kids that played with him and then, oh, well, I'm sure I can do what he does. But then they haven't yeah. faced the level of competition. Right. Yeah. So it's just having that understanding of, of what it takes. Um, so what do you, or where do you see the program going in terms of what we need to do to help our U14s, U15s kind of get into that elusive U16 spot and be successful? I think it, it's just, you know, like we just alluded to there, I think it is about are we giving them competitive opportunities? Um, you know, for me, it's, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about are we winning at U14, U15? You know, like we can go to tournaments and, okay, as a national team, we can beat club teams. Okay. But if we go there and we're playing other national teams, like let's just find out where we are. And I remember once when I was with the Southwest team, like it was what, 2000, 2010, 2011, and we we're in Estonia and we played the Sabonis Academy at that time. Okay. And it was a shortened game and thank God it was a shortened game. <laughs> it was like 79-4, right? 79-5, like it was painful, like painful. But then the kids realized like, look, this is a different level to you doing what you want back home. And the kids have a choice then when they come away from that, they're like, you know what? I'm happy just playing basketball for fun. I'm gonna enjoy going to my club sessions. That's cool. Or actually, I wanna be here. Right, well, let's start that conversation. What do we need to do? Yes. I think it's, it's the same with us as a program. It's okay, let's put ourselves in situations where it's uncomfortable. Let's put ourselves in situations where we're really challenged. And then we can figure out, right, what do we need to do to be there? Yeah. Um, and it's the same, you know, with the 16s coming in now is, okay, we're going to Division B. Like I said, we haven't had international experience with some of these kids. We've had nothing for two years because of COVID. It's going to be a challenge. And I'm under no illusion that it isn't going to be a challenge. Like it is going to be tough for these kids. 
um, and they got a wake up call yesterday when we played the under 80s in camp, you know, and it's just, it's just like I say, exposing them to say, look, we need more, we need more and not letting them settle. And it's, you know, that eight old adage, isn't it? It's like the goalposts are here and as you start to get it, I'm going to move them. And as you get closer again, I'm going to move it again. And that's what we need to keep doing with the program is just constantly challenging our kids so that when they do come to U16 or they progress from 16s to 18s or 18s to 20s, or they might end up in the seniors, by the time they get there, they've had like three, four, five different points where they've been challenged. And it gets like, okay, I need to adjust. I need to you know, change my habits. I need to change what I'm doing rather than just uh, roll through. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I rock up. I can, I can coast. Uh, it's not about that. Yeah, so. it's true. I, I, I like it. Um, lastly, do you have any advice um, for any youngsters that want to make the national team? Like, is there a, I don't want to say a, a cutout formula, but is there any blueprint if you will of how to make it um to this point and we, you know, we spoke about this with with the guys last week before they came into camp it's it's respecting to do something significant like what you have to put in so that's the first thing is just understanding like to be here as one of the guys wearing this shirt in camp a lot has to go into that point um and even if you might have some natural talent you kind of got to like bypass that and still I've got to come and deliver. So that is about having quality, you know, can you shoot the ball? You know, as you move up the levels, you know, I've seen it like the better teams are the guys that can knock down open shots, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't, and we're not talking, you're going, you know, two for 10, three for 10. It's this guy's gone two for two, this guy's gone three for three, or it's you've played really hard defense for 20 seconds, gets kicked down as one guy wide open, end of the shot clock, hits it. So can we knock down shots? Outside of that, it's like, are we are we in really good shape? Mm. You know, are we conditioned enough that when we get into practicing twice a day, or we're you know we're going to tournament, we're playing on consecutive days, that your fitness isn't a worry? Because if your fitness isn't a worry, it still frees you up to think of think and focus on the things you should be. Where if your only thought is oxygen, then you're not thinking about coverages. You're not thinking about getting back on defense. You're not you're not thinking about like. Where can I get a breakdown? You're just thinking about, I'm surviving. You're in survival mode. And it's like, we saw it in camp. Like we saw it in camp. Like guys were in survival mode because they weren't necessarily ready to be put through what they need to be put through to prepare yeah. for where we need to go. So, you know, you've got to be in great shape. You've got to be able to shoot the ball. And then it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's cliche to say the fundamentals, but it's like, the way I've always looked at it is the more things you can do, the harder it is to ignore you, right? So yeah. like, if you're, if you're a point guard, but you got some size and you can knock it down and you can play as an off guard, great. If you're a big that has the ability to switch onto a guard and stay in front, great. Like the more things you can do, the more options we have as a coaching staff, the more things you can do on the floor, because it might be, okay, I'm a, I'm a wing player, but all of a sudden I've got a, a mismatch, right? I'm gonna go take this down in post. So I'm recognizing I've got a different advantage here. So it's keep developing the skill set. Um, you know, and it's looking at, you know, not trying to be really broad. It's what do I do well? How can I really polish that? You know, so I've got one really strong strength that I know I've got that. And then it's okay, once I've done that, add one more thing, get really good yeah. at that, add another thing. And it's like, you don't need loads of things. It's just, hey, I can shoot the ball, great. When that's taken away from me, have I got a pull up? Have I got a floater? Um, I'm really good breaking somebody down 1v1. Okay, my go-to move is this. If it's taken away, I've got one counter. Rather than trying to do 10, 15 different things, it's just let's start the base, build the base, one or two things, add something, 18s, add something, and progress. So, yeah, I think for me, like I say, conditioning's a big one. Can you shoot the ball? 
And then, you know, are you able to play defense and actually offer more than what you might be able to offer at your club? Like, can you offer two, three, four different things? Nice. And what about intangible? So, as always, and I guess we've both seen it over this weekend, you know, there's players that are like, you're umming and ahhing about it. You're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a good kid, but... And I guess we've had the reverse also. Kids with... Um, talent prospects but then there's other things that you know, like, well is that worth the headache is it worth so can you talk about how important the intangibles are to being selected massively you know i think you gotta look at it and say every one of the kids that you bring into camp arguably is the alpha in their team yeah you know they're, they're at the club and for a lot of those kids is like their teammates are always going to be challenged because they're the best player in their practice, they're the best player in their program. But you've got to look at them and say, well, how are you getting challenged? And the problem is when you bring all of them in here now, now you're in an environment where it's like, hold on, we're all the best where we are. Yeah. Um, or there's not like, like we've seen this weekend, there's not room for 20 of you to be alphas. It's who's going to emerge. And those, are, you know, those will emerge. But then for the other guys, like you say about the intangible stuff, it's who's prepared to sacrifice the alpha label that they might have from being at their club and saying, you know what? I've got a strength. That's a role I could really fulfill. I'm going to really champion that role. And all of a sudden, you know what? Like, I don't need to play X amount of minutes. I don't need to take X amount of shots. I'm really comfortable taking a step down slightly, really champion this because I know it's going to add value to this. So it's just that, that you know, that sacrificial mindset of, okay, some guys are that good and they will emerge within the group. Other guys, it's like, you know what? I'm happy to, you know, be the guy that knocks down shots and plays defense. I'm happy to be the guy that, you know, I'm gonna go pick up their guard full court and that's the that's what I'm gonna really focus in on that. So it's just looking for those things, like who naturally gravitates towards doing a role. Can we reinforce that and then challenge them to be better? Um, and then it's just like with that then it's then looking at who else is then not prepared to do that. Well, you might have some guys where, you know, in their club, they they get away with whatever they want. You know, they can play as many minutes as they want, they can take as many shots as they want, because at the end of the day, they still want to win and the club coach might still want to win. Yeah. So they're not necessarily, you know, afforded some of the mistakes. You know, where here it's like, look, you can't turn it over that many times. You can't be taking some of those shots because we need to be better. So it's, it's just challenging that and some guys accept it, some guys don't. Um, and at this age, people are having those conversations to try and get them to understand. Um, but ultimately, you know, it gets to a point where in a short window, you might not necessarily be able to break some of those habits. And that's when you've got to make a decision then about well, what's best for the team. Because when we go to the Europeans, we need 12 guys that really complement each other to put ourselves in that situation. Because it's not necessarily we're taking the best 12 talent-wise, because they might not be able to work together, because they might all want to shoot the ball, not all want to do the same thing, that it's not, we're not in sync. So. Yeah, I think I say the intangibles are really important, you know, and then you're looking at the other stuff off court, isn't it? Like, how are you interacting with your teammates? You know, how are you interacting with other people? Like, if you see somebody struggling, like, are you going to go and help them? Um, you know, like, all those sorts of things, because they're all in it together. So it's like, it goes back to that sacrificial mindset of, uh, let's help people, let's see what we can get out of it. So. Hey, um, Troy, that was absolutely amazing. Um, I really appreciate that, that insight and hopefully it, you know, it, it translates to one of our viewers. Um, you guys are off for a little while. 
um, and then you've got your next camp on the 25th. So we come into uh, come into Myerskill on the 24th. 24th. We have uh, four days. That's then our last domestic prep, and then we fly to Belgrade on August 2nd. We're in Belgrade then until the 10th and then transfer over then to Sofia for the tournament. So we're away for about three weeks in August. Nice, nice, nice. Well, wishing you all the yeah. best of British luck. Thank you very much. Um, and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what you guys do, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you watching the Eurostepping. I want to thank everybody for watching Eurostepping. Watching the Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. You've been watching the Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. Eurostepping. You've been watching the Eurostepping, a great podcast show hosted by Coach D.